What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. Amen, amen. Dear Father, we thank you today for your presence in this place. We ask you to move like never before. I don't need that, Bree. To move like never before. We pray at this moment for the people that are feeling ill and cannot make it. Put your hands on them. Lord, I I pray right now for my little one, Grace Bella. I don't know what's going on with her, but I do know that you have control. And we say Jesus for our family. Jesus for our family. Jesus for our family. That's the only name that can break chains. That's the only name that can push back the enemy. That's the only name that has power. That's the only name that's sitting in the throne in heavenly places it's jesus it's jesus you are the one you are the one that deserves all the praise and all the glory and we bow down to your presence today we declare your name to the heavens we declare your name in in every corner we declare your name in this place we declare your name in our houses we declare your name in our vehicles we declare your name in our families we declare your name in our schools we declare your name every place we can go we declare that Jesus is king and we're thankful we're thankful we're thankful once again you remind us of how beautiful you are once again you remind us of how faithful you are once again you remind us of who you are and we're thankful thank you because ain't nothing stopping our worship thank you In your name we pray, amen. Somebody give God a a round. Amen, amen. Bev, so nice to see you. I'll give you a hug after church. Amen. I want to, I want to say that, um, keep my daughter in prayer I know that there's other people that are out today they're sick there's something going on obviously but uh, my daughter has been battling something for quite a while now and we don't know what truly it all is but we know that God has control amen we know that God has control amen Mark chapter 5 we're gonna go to Mark chapter 5 we're gonna do something a little different today 
Mark chapter 5, and we're going to go to verse 24. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And she had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, it's that name. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought if I just touched his clothes, I would be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from suffering. And at once Jesus realized that power had gone from him. He turned around into the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you talk and ask who touched me? But Jesus kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman knowing what had happened to her came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Amen. Today we start a series. And um, I believe that it's going to impact your life in a uh, significant way. But I want to title this message, Stretched to Stretch. Stretched to Stretch. Thank you, worship team may be seated uh, if you guys don't mind you guys want to move to the center and make it easier for pastor yeah make some space all right there we go make some space make some space thank you Johnny Amen. All right. Stretched to stretch. Now, I, I want to make sure that I, I uh, am clear and specific on how I want to start this message. And I want to make sure that you understand that this series that we're in, um, Stretched, I, I think that we're going to be able to see through our lives that God is truly dealing with us in a special way. It is, it is not just another series that Pastor Israel came up with. It is a word from God to literally deal with you as an individual, to make sure that you are ready and apt to receive what God is going to place in your hands. So it is important that you understand that this series is going to stretch you. Somebody say stretch. stretch. It's going to stretch you. It's going to stretch your faith. 
It is going to stretch your belief system. It is going to stretch your thoughts. It is going to stretch who you are. But at the end of it all, you will be able to see God clearly in every specific thing in your life. Now, I don't know if any of you guys go to the gym. Probably Miss Medina. I know that you used to go to the gym back in the days. But uh, before... Um, I had a little extra handles. Oh, Brina, you go to the gym too. Yeah, absolutely. I can't forget about that. Um, before I started growing a little extra um, loving is what I call it. Okay. Uh, I used to work out every day. And um, before I started doing that, I went to the gym with a partner of mine that he is really fit. I'm talking about extremely fit. You know those people that you just, you just look at them and you go, that's not even fair to look that good, right? I used to uh, see that he, he would always go to the gym. And I asked him one time, I said, hey, is it possible that I can go to the gym with you? I want to be able to do what you do, look the way you look. I just, I want to be able to learn from you. He said, are you sure? Are you ready though? I said, I'm ready. I've, I'm, I've dabbled inside of the gym before. I know what cardio is. I know what weightlifting looks like. I know all of that. So just, just take me with you. And then we can kind of share uh, some pointers and I can maybe learn from you uh, what you have already learned. And he said, okay, I just want to make sure that you are ready. I said, I got you. I'm ready. So I go into the gym with this, this person and all of a sudden I am hyped up, man. I am hyped up because I know that I'm going to lift this weight. I'm going to surprise this person. This person is going to say, wow, you're stronger than what you look. And I have this whole entire storyline in my mind that I'm going to impress the socks out of this person. Mind you, this person has an eight pack. I don't know what in my mind thought that I can impress this person filled with discipline. And in my mind, I said, this, this is going to go well. This is just going to go the way I expected it. And so he said, are you ready to work out today? I said, absolutely, I'm ready. What, how, much do, how many plates do we need to put on this bench? Just talk to me. Give me a number. He said, we, we're not weightlifting yet. I said, okay, that's fine. How many, how, how many squats are we going to do? How many dumbbells are we going to grab today? Like, what's the weight that I'm going to have to carry today to make sure that we make our workout successful? He said, we're, we're not grabbing dumbbells. I said, oh, okay, uh, cool. This looks a little different. It's a little weird. Uh, are we getting in the treadmill? Are we running? What are we doing? Because I could run. Don't let me fool you. I could run. He said, we're, we're not running. I said, so are we walking? Well, what are we doing? Like, what, what did we come here to do? He said, first we got to stretch. Now, for me, this was weird because I would always come to the gym. I would put my headphones on and I would just look for the weights and I would get on the weights and I would run. And then after running and lifting weights, my workout was done and I was okay. But I would realize that every single time I would do this, the next morning, 
It would be horrible. And I'm not talking about the pain of lifting weights and just running. I'm talking about, you know, when your, your joints start hurting you, this is when you start getting a little bit over 30 years old. Okay. Something called joints. And I didn't realize how stretching was part of that. He said, we, we're going to stretch. I said, I, all right, I mean, here we go. Let's stretch our arms. Let's stretch our legs. Something real quick. He said, no, no. First, we're going to start stretching our toes. I said, toes? What, what is going on here? Why would I stretch my toes? What does toes have anything to do with weightlifting? He said, I need you to get in an uncomfortable position. BG, I hear myself way too loud. I said, okay, how do you stretch your toes? He said, okay, you have to literally go all the way down to the floor and you literally have to sit on your toes. And I said, well, easy enough. It was so weird to do this move. I, I felt awkward because I was in an uncomfortable position and I started sitting on my toes and my toes started hurting. He said, okay, we gotta do this for at least a minute straight. I said, a minute? I can't do a minute. This is already hurting and it's only been a second. He said, okay, let's just, let's start off. I said, okay, we're done with stretching our toes. What's next? Like, can we lift some weights? No, we, we have to stretch the body. And when I tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, that I was stretching in the most awkward ways, it made me feel uncomfortable. Because when I'm going to the gym, the best look that you can have is when you get under that bar and you're just benching and, and pressing and you go, ah, you know, that grunt. It's just like a manly thing, like, oh, yes, I got that. I did that. There's nothing manly about stretching. <laughs> I started feeling awkward. Why would he put me in this situation? Why would he put me in an uncomfortable position that I don't want to be in? Why would he not start this workout the way I expected it? Because he, he explained to me that if I don't stretch, I will not be able to do what I wanted to do to my full potential. He said, if I don't stretch you, you're going to get hurt by doing what you're wanting to do. And not only that, if you don't stretch, your full potential will be limited because you didn't stretch. I said, all of this from stretching? He said, yep, all of this from stretching. Every single part of this has to do with stretching. You have to stretch in order to work your muscles. You have to stretch in order to be flexible. And I realized that as I was literally trying to do these stretches, I looked uncomfortable and I, have, I happened to think God does this with us every time. He will put us in, in a uncomfortable position where it doesn't look like you're getting the best bang for your buck. Because I'm telling you right now, if you look at the person that is stretching in the stretch room versus the people that are weightlifting, the people that are weightlifting look way better than the people that are in the stretch room. 
But what you don't see is that they, if they don't stretch on this side, they will be hurting themselves in the long run. And while this doesn't look so cool and appetizing, while I'm stretching, I'm extending my effectiveness long run. So God puts us in uncomfortable positions, just like my trainer put me in an uncomfortable position by stretching. Stretching. I, I looked, why is it that we need to stretch? And, and scientifically, the reason why we need to stretch is because our muscles need it. In order to continue to be mobile, we need to learn how to stretch. Not only that, it keeps you flexible. Now, I don't know if you have a profoundness when it comes to do, when it comes to the, the voice of God and how God operates. But the reality of it is God will always put you in a situation to see how flexible you are. Because one day he'll feed the five thousands. And the next day, he'll have you on the boat while you're scared and terrified that literally wind and water are about to drown you. He's trying to see how flexible you can be. And the reality of it is this is really difficult for Christian people or believers or people that know and understand what Jesus is all about. This is difficult for us because we would think that at the end of it all, everything should be smooth sailing. And we don't understand why is it that things happen to us. I just finished having a good day. Why would this day be any different? He is trying to see how flexible you can be. Can you stretch? Can you be flexible with what he brings inside of your life? Most of all, or most of the times, our answer is no. I cannot be flexible. Because God's will will come and literally push your expectations to the side. And this is where we have an issue because I want to be in the place that God is wanting me to be. But he has me doing other things that are not so tasteful. He is stretching. He is stretching Something that I didn't know that I had inside of me. But we will not understand what we carry inside of us unless we're completely stretched. Hear me. If God is stretching your life, it's not for no reason. There is a reason why you stretch. There is a reason why God starts pulling and tugging and making you feel uncomfortable. It is not for an empty promise. He stretches you because he wants you to get ready for what's to come. So he doesn't waste time. He stretches you on purpose. 
Now, story in the Bible, we just read it. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. There is a woman that has an issue, and the issue is very significant in this day and time in the Jewish culture. She has a bleeding issue. And at this point, it is not for a week. It is not for two weeks. It is for years. And what happens when a woman at that time had this issue? She was considered unclean. She could not get close to people. So now she has to keep herself at a distance from the people that she probably loves and admires because of her condition. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If we were to ask people around the room, what is your true condition? We would not say our true condition. We would try to hide that thing as much as we could, but she couldn't hide her condition. She had to go everywhere and every place dictating and stating, I'm unclean. So now she has to keep her distance because of the condition. Imagine if people knew your condition and they would stay away from you because of your condition. Think about that she's still a person from society, but cannot be a part of society. Think about that she's still a human with emotions and thoughts and feelings, but she is considered unclean. So she is not able to fraternize with the people that surround her because she is unclean. So hear me. Her condition is a problem, not only because she is hurting internally from her body, but she is also hurting emotionally because of the body. The group of people cannot accept her because she is unclean and unworthy and her condition keeps her that way and here's the thing she has to pronounce everywhere she goes I'm unclean imagine you going to a party and having to yell to everyone I have an addiction to pornography imagine you going to your family's house and having to announce I have a drinking problem but I still go to church imagine you going to people that are important to you that you want to impress but before you impress them you have to tell them that you have a pride and a selfishness issue in your heart and that you don't like to be around people Imagine that you have to expose yourself in front of people that you didn't want to expose yourself to. So this woman not only has a condition where she is literally hurting in the inside, but she is also hurting from the people that she is wanting to be close to, but she cannot because her condition will not allow it. So... 
Jesus, the Bible says that he is on his way to Jairus' house. Jairus is a pastor or a prophet or a synagogue leader, however you want to call it. He is on his way to heal Jairus' daughter because Jairus came out of nowhere, out of the woodworks, and told Jesus, hey, my daughter is dying. I need you to help her. I need you to lay your hands and heal her. So Jesus is following Jairus. He's on the way to Jairus. But on the way, the crowd is so large that the Bible says that they were so surrounded to Jesus that Jesus, it looked like he was going to get crushed. This is how how heavy the situation is that the crowd is so many of them that Jesus is literally just squeezed in there and he's he just sees that there's people all around him the disciples are all around him and and he is walking towards Jairus's house now the bible says this the woman not only had an issue of blood but she also had other issues as well. The issue of blood has lasted 12 years. Say with me, 12 years. Not a month. I know you are screaming over here for a little bit. Oh my God, I can't, I can't just, I can't do it anymore. Uh, and it's only been like two weeks. She's been dealing with it for 12 years. 12 years. 12 years of the same situation of of having an internal situation that she cannot she cannot heal herself and on top of that she cannot get into society either so she cannot touch People that were unclean, they couldn't touch money. They couldn't touch food. They couldn't go and praise in the synagogue. She couldn't, she couldn't fraternize with people. She had to keep her distance. She had to pronounce her condition. All of that, 12 years. 12 years. Same thing. Over and over and over and over. I'm unclean. I have a condition. I'm unclean. I have a condition. I'm unclean. I have a condition. Year one, year two, year three, year, year, year 10. And, and hear, hear me out. I have, I have three things that this woman constantly wasted. That if we were to waste, we would be over our heads. Number one, she wasted her time. Number two, she wasted her currency. And number three, she wasted her emotions. The Bible says that this woman would go to doctors and that she would try to find healing in these doctors and that the doctors would try to actually solve the problem and could not. The Bible says she spent all she had. And, and hear me, the Bible says that there were many doctors. That means that this woman was some type of wealthy woman because if it would have been anyone else, it would have said she went to a doctor, spent everything she had, and then kept on going. But the Bible says she spends everything she has on many doctors. 
That means that every single time she had a no responded to her face, she went around and went to somebody else. Think about it this way. I'm giving you my time, my currency, and my emotions, and you leave me empty. Think about it. She is putting her trust in these doctors. She goes inside and says, hey, I have money, I have my time, and I have hope that you're going to give me the answer that I'm looking for. And the doctors go, okay, give me your money. I know you have time, and I know that your emotions are all over the place, but we're going to be able to do something. And then after the diagnostic, after the treatment, we can't do anything about it. Okay, cool, I'll go to the next one. And, and, and every single time, this woman was giving everything she had to deal with her condition. Everything. Her condition, we could put it this way, her condition consumed her. Imagine if we were to sit here again and ask each one of y'all what's your condition and I would ask the simple question, does it consume you? Because I know my condition does. It consumes me to the point where I feel empty and I don't know what to do. This woman's condition went everywhere with her. She couldn't leave it on the side. She couldn't put it and park it next door. She couldn't put it into, inside of a, of a hiding place and grab it when she could. This condition went with her everywhere. Whether it was from a distance at a party with her family, hey, you'll just keep her over there on that side. Her condition went with her, whether she had a job or not. Her condition went with her when she was sleeping. Her condition went with her when she was bathing. Her condition went with her when she was eating. Her condition went with her every place that she put her feet on. Her condition was wrapped around her. She could not release her condition. And I, I really feel that in our lives, we carry things that, that God has wanting us to let go, that, that we have conditions that it, it, it's, it's, it's easy for us to hide, but easy, it's, it's, easy, it's easy for us to hide and hard to let go. We can hide our conditions easily, but to let it go, it's a battle between me and my condition. Mm -hmm. 
Think about every single time this woman had to go inside of a doctor's office and for her to say, I think that this one, she, you know, he, imagine going up to your friends and saying, hey, I, this doctor said that there's a possibility that there might be some healing here, that, that I gave him money, I gave him my time, I'm putting my emotions into it, I'm investing, and I know that I'm going to come up with something, at least something, and, and the answer was no. She kept on with the same condition for 12 years Twelve years. Twelve. God allowed me to see that the 12 years of suffering was. 12 years of stretching. She is going <clears throat> to places because of her condition. She, she hasn't gone to a place because she has wanted to in 12 years. She's going to different places because her condition takes her to that place. She doesn't control the condition. The condition controls her. And God told me, Israel, I want you to look at this story and I want you to look at it differently. I don't want you to look at it as, as a thing where you should feel sad. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to look at the situation as a situation that you should feel distraught about. I want you to look at the situation as 12 years of stretching. Twelve years of stretching. We identify God's goodness with his response of being able to be yes. And what we don't understand is that his stretching happens in the worst situations. She is being stretched every single year with her condition. She is going to different places trying to find an answer. And she doesn't find it because it is a stretching season for her. She is being stretched until she can't anymore. Her finances are stretched. Her emotions are stretched. Her time is stretched. She doesn't know what else to do. She is being stretched until she cannot be any stretch any further. God, what do you have to do with with conditions and situations because God will allow you to carry and deal with these situations because he has a purpose behind everything he allows in your life. But what we look at it as is this is another this is another stone in the way to my victory. This is another impediment for, for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Instead of you looking at it as an impediment, why don't you look at it as a stepping stone? 
She is being stretched. I know it hurts, but stretching hurts. I know it, it's not the most appealing, but stretching is not the most appealing. 12 years of the same situation. She's dealing with it every single day. Every single day she gets stressed. She says, I know that maybe today will be a little bit different from yesterday. And it's not at all what she expected every single day. She's coming against the loss of her expectations. What is her expectation? That she may be healed and be able to go back to her community and that she will be able to live a life free and peaceful and every single day every single year there's expectations that are blown in her faces now what changed between her because character wise she's still the same she just has a condition did her looks change no she still looks the same. She just has a condition. Her condition is internally, not externally. So she could easily fake to someone that she doesn't have a condition. Which a lot of us do in our daily lives. I've realized something. That, that there's moments in my life that I don't need to be a pastor. I need just, just, just to be a friend. But we want these facades that we put on ourselves. We put these titles on top of us and we want to make sure that we are the ones that, that achieved that. We did that. We, we, we achieved that. We made that happen. No, no, the reality of it is that I'm nobody without God. I still continue to be nobody without God even today. She is going to find solutions in places that leave her empty every single day, every single year. And now she has finally reached 12 years of the same suffering, of the same ailment, of the same challenges. And she's being stretched and doesn't even know it. She's being stretched every single time she receives a no and doesn't even know it. She's being stretched every single year that she gets up with the condition and she doesn't even know it. She's being stretched. She's being stretched. She's, she's learning that, that throughout the way you can have a condition and still wake up and be able to move there there is things in her life that she is becoming flexible to and she doesn't even know it but if any of us were to be asked if 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 you had a decision on what life to choose, would you choose the one that you have no sickness at all or no tribulation at all? Or would you have or, or whether you or would you have tribulations or pain and suffering and heartbreak? All of us would choose. Hey, listen, I want to just do this. And that's exactly why you'll never grow. Pain 
is a indicator that something is growing. Think about me lifting weights and running and, and, and trying to do the best that I can. When I lifted weights every single time, there was a little extra pain involved because what, what was happening is that my body and my muscles were growing. There was growth behind the pain. So this woman is being stretched in front of our eyes in Mark chapter 5. And all of a sudden, Jesus is being crushed by the crowd. And he is on his way to an assignment. And here is this woman in the place contemplating something she's never contemplated before. BG, I'm finishing. She's in the place that Jesus is in, but she's not in proximity. She's in the place, but she, she does not have the proximities that everyone else has. And hear me, there's plenty of people touching Jesus. But there's none of those people touching Jesus allowing Jesus to touch them. So he's surrounded by people. He's surrounded by a multitude. He's surrounded by a group of people that are squeezing him. And she looks from afar and a distance and in her mind, an idea wakes up. I want you to look at this because I've never seen this story the way I've seen it when I was studying for it. You all know that the woman goes and touch the helm of the garment and she's immediately healed. But we don't put the attributes of the whole entire crowd squeezing in and literally covering him. This woman had to crawl and get underneath and try to touch something that she couldn't even reach. Listen to me. She can't reach Jesus. Number one, because she can't be next to the crowd. Number two, the crowd is too big for her to touch him. So she has to battle in her mind first. How am I going to do this? The Bible says that she thought in the same place as them. If I could only touch his clothes. I, I don't need to be in proximity with him. I don't need to be close to him. I, I, don't, I don't need to literally speak to him. I know that I'm not able to do those things because I'm unclean. But if I can only touch him, if I can only touch his clothes, I'll be instantly healed. And you won't see nothing else. I, I won't say nothing else. So 
So in her mind, she has to make up and think to herself, if I get close enough to touch the hem, I'll be healed. But here's the problem. How are you going to do that with the people surrounding Jesus? It's too many of them. And anyone that has not been stretched would look at this as a complication. Listen up carefully. She's been battling with this sickness for 12 years. And she's entered doctors, offices with money, time, and emotion. And she's come back empty every single time. And here is now the answer to her problem. But it's wrapped up in complication. <laughs> when you're not stretched... You would look at that scenario and you will say, I'll do something else rather than that. When you're not stretched, you will look at the scenario of the crowd literally surrounding Jesus as an impossibility. And you will say to yourself, there's no reason why should I even bother because you haven't been stretched enough. And oftentimes when you're not stretched, there's opportunities that can be in your face. But because they're wrapped up in something you didn't understand or even notice, you will not be able to benefit from them. But when you're stretched, when God stretches you, you don't look at that situation the same way everybody else would. You would look at the situation and say, if I can get close. So, hear me. She has to push through and she has to go underneath and there's variables that we're not thinking about because if they're crushing if almost they're almost crushing Jesus don't you think that they can also crush her but if my condition hasn't crushed me yet Y'all not listening to me today. If my condition hasn't crushed me yet. This group of people will not even get close to doing that. So they look. And they're surrounded. And, and Jesus is a distance away from her. So she starts going underneath to try behind him. Trying to move everything. But he, hear me. She's thinking to herself, I've gone to doctor's offices. I've spent my money. I've spent my time. I, I've spent my emotions. She, she's able to work through all of those things because her life has been stretched to the point where she is looking at opposition as an opportunity. Come here, Cam.
This is the crowd. Jesus, she's trying, and they keep on trying to make me not go. I'm just I'll go this way. But she's already used to trying to go this way and not getting anything and try to go this way and not getting anything. She's been stretched enough to understand that no matter where she goes, she cannot get a solution. So she, so she has to do something that she hasn't done ever. Because God will stretch you to the point where you find yourself thinking to yourself, am I crazy? Because I don't know what to do anymore. It, this is probably the only solution that I got. It's like to do something that I've never ever tried or will ever try to do ever in my life. Exactly. That's where God wants you. He wants to stretch you so much that you're able to touch something you've ever not touched ever in your life. So he's, she's trying. And so she goes, I got to. This posture resembles the humility to understand my money has not helped me so far. My influence has not helped me so far. My family has not helped me so far. The evaluations of people that I trust have not helped me so far. So I have to literally crawl down to the dirt in order for me to receive my healing. Because if I don't do it this way, I will never be able to receive my healing. I will stay with my condition. But because money couldn't help me, the doctors couldn't help me, the situation couldn't help me I gotta get down so she sees her opportunity she's been stretched to stretch if I can just <clears throat> She's stretching through the crowds because God has stretched her through her condition. She's stretching through the crowds because she has been stretched through her condition. Her condition allowed her to grow enough to be able to say, I'm not going to be able to get my healing by calling him. I'm not going to be able to get my healing just to interrupt the festivities. I'm not going to be able to get my healing just by throwing money at it. I have to stretch. And so she stretches because she's been stretched. I thought about this. No one else in the Bible could have ever received their healing this way because it took a stretched lady that had been stretched for 12 years with the, with the infirmity. It took that mentality to be able to stretch through the crowd. 
hear me. Jairus, he used his position to interrupt the crowds. The lady used her stretching to stretch and get her healing. So here, what happens next is she touches and immediately she can feel that something has changed in her life. The blood ceased, the Bible says. The blood ceased, the Bible says. He, I, I, I want somebody to, maybe it's not blood. Maybe, maybe it's not even close to the condition that she was thinking. But if you can just stretch and let God stretch you, you can replace that condition with your condition. And the Bible says, and it ceased. And here comes this beautiful man that sometimes we think he don't know what he's talking about. He turns around and says, who touched me? The disciples, Peter's like, Jesus, what you talking about? What you talking about? Don't you see that this crowd, it just has us everywhere? What you talking about? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's touching you. He said, everybody's touching me, but only one person stretched. Oh, only, only one person stretched. Only one person did something that the others did not. Because well, here, here's the thing. They're touching me, but nothing came out. This person touched me, and I touched her. So Jesus keeps on looking. Who touched me? And they're like, well, I touched you. No, it's not you. It's not you. Nothing inside of me has touched you yet, so it's not you. Hear me. We have Christian people, followers. Kiara, I see this all the time. They go, ooh, I know Jesus. I love him so much. I praise him when I'm in my dark moments. And they'll give you this little spiel about how holy they are. I've realized with this story, that it's not them touching him, it's him touching her. The stretching allows her to receive what he has to give. Y'all thought because my daughter wasn't here because she's sick, she has a fever, and my wife, she, she, she don't know what she's doing. In her mind, she's like, babe, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, we need help. She has a fever. I said, give her Tylenol. Give her some rest. When I finish preaching this thing, I'm going to go over there, and I'll lay my hands on her. But until then, this word has to be out. And, and here's the thing. I'm being stretched to stretch. It's not about touching him. It's about him touching me. He says, who touched me? He keeps on looking around. He keeps on looking around. You know why? He is trying to make a point that if you are stretched 
and you touch me and you allow what I have to give you to touch you, I'll look for you. I'll look for you. I won't stop. And the woman, she's trying to hide, y'all. For real. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Because this is going against protocol. She's trying to hide. She just, she received her blessing. She said, oh. <laughs> Who touched me? She said, oh. <laughs> the disciples are telling him. Everybody's touching you. She's like, yes. No, no, no. Something came out of me. Oh, God. And he's looking. And she comes up to him. Shaking. It was me. I'm so sorry. I probably made this whole entire crowd unclean. And they're probably going to stone me. And you're probably going to lead the chase. I just wanted to get healed. Jesus looks at her and says, Woman, your faith. You've been stretched so much that In the crowd, I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Isn't that the girl that had blood? Yo, she tripping. Why is she touching the rabbi like that? Why is she even close to us? And Jesus uses a word that brings back redemption in her life. Her name for the past 12 years has been unclean. There goes that unclean woman. There goes that unclean woman. There goes that unclean woman. And when she comes trembling, sorry, I'm, I'm unclean. I'm, I'm the unclean person that touched you. Jesus says, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And he called her daughter so everyone can know she's back in action. She is not unclean. She is not a random woman. She's my daughter. So her stretching for 12 years led her to be the example in front of that crowd. So I ask you, how much would you allow God to stretch you? If you're going to complain and you're going to say, God, you're hurting me. Like I foolishly say all the time. I go, God, how long am I going to be able to do this, man? Like, look, I'm looking. Look, oh, hey, I'm preaching to y'all. Ghost Casper. 
How long you going to have me doing this? I'm stretching for what's to come. I'm stretching. So if I have to go over here and go, God said, listen, y'all. Hey, hey, this word is for you. I'm prophesying over somebody that's going to sit in that seat one day. Guess what? I'm being stretched to stretch. And, And I put it to you this way. What if it's not you? What if it's not your condition that you're stretching for? What if it's for your family member? What if it's for someone else? What if, if it's for somebody's prayer petition? What if, if it's for someone that you're, that you're needing to, to forgot to stretch? What if you're stretching for someone else? The Bible says, Jesus said, daughter. Your faith has healed you. Not the doctors. Woo! Not her money. Not her time. Not her condition. Not who she knew. Not a connection. Your faith has healed you. Your faith. So I ask you. This ain't no walk in the park. But if you're going to allow God to stretch you, you got to understand that you're stretching for a reason. You ain't wasting time. God ain't wasting time with you. That pain that you had to go through, he ain't wasting time with you. That, that, that situation that he has you going through, he ain't wasting time with you. He's stretching you for a purpose. Oftentimes, we'll reject the stretch. And when we're rejecting the stretch, we don't realize we're rejecting the opportunity to see what we wanted in the first place. It's in the stretch. I become flexible enough. Notice that God had her looking for an opportunity. So he left a condition there for 12 years so she can be flexible and mobile enough to continue to stretch. So God is talking to y'all today. He's talking to me. Will you allow me to stretch you? In your life, your conditions, the situations that you're going through. I know that they're tough. I know that you're not realizing, you're not expecting these things. You're not expecting what you're going through. I'm not expecting my little baby girl to be going through what she's going through right now. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting my wife sometimes to have these moments where she doesn't know if, if everything's going to be okay. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting my defunctionality. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting sometimes for me to get depressed and anxious and go, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good at this. I don't know if, if God called me. I don't know. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting that. But If I allow God to stretch me appropriately, what can he do with that? It's stretching season. (laughs) 
is stretching season. And when I tell you, God going to start stretching y'all. And y'all going to see the goodness of God. But don't be afraid that when that pain starts hurting, you're like, God is just trying to see. Okay. Yeah, you stretching? Okay. Because I'm getting ready to bless you. Stretching is coming. Believe it. Stretching is coming. And he'll pull and stretch. But remember, it's not about you touching him. It's about you allowing what he has for you to touch you. Stand on your feet. Carmen, put your hands on Beverly. Stretching is coming. And everything you've gone through, everything you're going through, Everything that God has placed and allowed in your life is because you're going to be stretching for others. And he's going to place you in that place that is going to be specifically for you. And you're going to see God's wonders. There is a moment in time in your life where things will begin to shift and you no longer will ask yourself the question, when is it going to be my turn? He has it. Keep on stretching. Allow him to stretch you. And although sometimes you'll tear up over here and then have to help over here, stretching. Although you'll ask for help in your private place and go, I don't know, who can help? And then you can help somebody else that's asking for help, stretching. But when it's all and done, you'll stand in the platform that God has already placed for you. And you will be able to say these words. I have been stretched. And you'll be able to bless so many people. Carmen, pray with her right there. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your crowd. I thank you for every person that's in this place and not even here. It's okay. I pray for them as well. I pray that you continue to stretch them, that you continue to give them peace in the midst of the storm and that they can see clearly that you have called them for something that you are not wasting your time, that you have called them to stretch. I ask you in your name right now, bless every person in this place. Change their circumstances. In your name we pray. Kiara, 
your situation won't stay the same forever. When I tell you, every time I see you, every single time, it's like God's hands is all over you. I'm telling you, it's something special. It's, it's his finger on your life. You can't run away from it. And although you would try to block it and put walls and try to put things around it, he going to come through. He loves you and has you and his family and your family in his hands. There's something special about the oil that you carry. I mean it. You have no idea what he's going to do with you. But when you start opening your mouth, because you've been stretched in the private of your home, and many times you've had to literally drink your tears, that oil that will be released in your favor will change people's lives. Believe that. Believe that. I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. You're going to see it. He has his hands over you. He has his hands over you. That's why things haven't happened the way you expected. That's why things haven't happened the way you put your thought to it. And the pro he doesn't allow because he's protecting you. He has you covered. And you're going to be able to be his instrument. We're going to see it. We're going to rejoice in it. I'm going to throw a party. You know me. We're going to turn up. But we're going to see what God is going to do in your life. Amen. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.